Hi, I'm Namusa. And I'm Adadana. And this is the Africana Podcast. Now I don't know why, what that words really are. It's okay. We'll make them up. We'll make them up. No one knows what we are saying. Episode 14. I can't believe we made it. I just did a little robot dance for the folks at home who are listening. Drop it like it's hot. Woo woo. It's been a long time. We shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step two. Step two. A step two. Frick, frick, frick. Baby girl. Yeah, sorry guys. What we, would you do? What? Okay. <laughs> yes, we realize it's been a while since an episode. Um, we apologize for that, but we will get into kind of why it's taken us this long to get our acts together. Namusa. Tell the people. It's just been super exciting. And one of the reasons why we haven't been able to put out a podcast is because you and I have not been in the same place for quite some time. So I have done a really like pan-Asia, pan-Africa tour. Some for personal, some for new ventures that I'm working on, and some for work. So I think like the most poignant story for me is Uganda, actually. Okay. So I was in Uganda for work. You've got to be kidding me. Huh. I really wanted to put that as a hashtag. And ah! I was just like, everybody's going to be so angry at you. I know, everyone. Like, don't do that. It's the usual joke yeah. to make. Okay. It's pretty funny, though. Can you believe it? <laughs> do you know who's really good with the bad jokes? The corny jokes? <laughs> me? No, Miss Tina. Who? Oh, Beyonce. sorry. Come. Sorry. I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. Beyonce gods, my bad. I, did, don't I, don't, I don't follow her, so I don't know. Oh. If anybody's looking for a really good person to follow... Miss Tina Lawson, relationship goals with her and her new boo. Mm. Well, her husband. Uh, Let me be respectful. Uh-huh. And she tells a corny joke. Okay. So much so to the point where Bay had to be like, Mom, can you stop posting pictures of us and corny jokes? Yet it still continues. I'm going to be that parent, so I'm, I'm fine. I'm 100% going to be that parent. Um, so tell but, us. Sorry. Well, I'm digressing. That was a detour by myself. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> yes. Talk. Uganda. So one of kind of the partners that I work with is the African Union. Mm-hmm. And I was with like quite senior folks in that space. And we were all having dinner together. There was five of us. I was definitely the youngest at the table. Mm-hmm. And I would say the oldest person was maybe early 60s. But people were definitely more senior than me in terms of like their careers, but also in terms of mm-hmm. their age. And one of the things that came up, which I just could not stop laughing about, was that having somebody in their 50s explain their WhatsApp usage to you is possibly the best thing ever. Do tell. So, whether you are from Cameroon, Angola, DRC, Niger, Kenya, South Africa, there seems to be this thing about getting added to the family village group chat. Ha! Yes. This is a thing. Yes, it is. And so we were talking about the etiquette of like how you get, because you wake up in the morning and you have like 480 messages. Right. And so what is the etiquette at any like given point in time? Mm-hmm. So we've decided the etiquette is you have to leave as soon as you're added. Mm. Otherwise, if you try and wait to leave after you've been appointed the chairman of the funeral committee, mm-hmm. Stop. <laughs> People will, yeah, everybody will think that you think that you're better than them. So you can't leave. And also, let's be honest, you were appointing the chair of the funeral committee, not because you're in the same country as to where this village and funeral is happening, because you are going to send the money. Amen. WhatsApp, I really think, was invented for Africans, particularly to bring Africans together. And I think that should be their new tagline and slogan. I love WhatsApp. Me too. But in North America, it's not really a thing. And I in know. China, it's WeChat. Yeah, of course. So I have realized that if we're not on WhatsApp, we're not really friends. And that's how this podcast started. And I used to be that way with email. It used to be, if I don't have your email address, then this is really not a thing. Like, you know. This was a one night stand of the email world. Yeah. like mm. it, It's really real if I have your email address. Now, if you're not on WhatsApp, we're not talking. But what about the part of WhatsApp that maybe you don't want to talk to your colleagues? I don't know. Maybe your colleagues aren't that bad. It's like people that you don't want to have your number finding your number and then automatically adding you on WhatsApp. I don't like that you can't screen additions. You just wake up one morning and you're in a group and you're like, I don't. And there's like 80 dick pics. I want. Oh, okay. We're in different groups, Mm. but okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Um, Note to self. That's one feature I think I I would change if I was WhatsApp folks. But also, and now every app, I was having this conversation the other day, every app is like every other app. Every app is Snapchat and Instagram 
and messenger and stories and things that disappear after a certain amount of, amount of time. Like, it's all the same. And it yeah. makes sense because they all own each other. Like, yeah, you know. Facebook primarily. Yeah. And so. then Snapchat kind of on its own. Exactly. Interesting. All right, so African group chat, what's that? Like, it gave me this sense of like, oh, regardless of generation, we all have to deal with the same being added to village group chats. I have, well, I don't really, well, I I'm not really in a village group chat though, to be fair. No, I but have, define village. I have, we're in another group chat that is like, you could consider a village group chat. I guess, I, yeah. In terms of like my family, it's just my dad on iMessage mm. and that's it because my mother doesn't Good for her. use technology slash own a phone. My mom doesn't either. Really? Yeah. Huh. We got her an iPad for Christmas a few years ago and so now she'll message sporadically, but she doesn't own a phone. Yeah, my mother, she's, we've tried she so many refuses. times and she's like, it just doesn't work. We weren't allowed to have caller ID because she thought it was rude. And now in hindsight, I agree. Wait, what? On our home phone, we couldn't have caller ID. Because it or, was... or call waiting, even though we had dial-up internet. So it was pretty much impossible for three years to call into my family home. Why is caller ID rude? Because then you screen who you're picking up for. I don't <laughs> understand this emotion. I know. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. All right. Anyway. Um, how is, yeah, how's it been for you? Don Jazzy. traveling as well? Yes. Don Jazzy has continued to give me blessings from God. I appreciate it. Wait, you waited this whole time to tell me this? No, I'm not saying that Don Jazzy has said something to me. I'm using this as a metaphor for every good thing in my life is as a result of him continuing to bless me through God. I really would like Don Jazzy to write into us. That'd be amazing. How? I would pass out. (laughs) So my Don Jazzy blessing from God for the last few weeks. We should make that a hashtag. That'd be good. So I was a part of a a meeting summit conference. Mm Mm-hmm on China-Africa engagement and investment and how you, um, what's the word? How do you include conservation and yeah. sustainable development in, in that um, investment and, yeah. and, and, and those ties? So I was, similar to you, I was definitely the youngest person in the room. Mm-hmm. We're just being great with our lavender. Stop. So I remember the first time I went to this meeting in 2014, I barely said anything. Mm-hmm. The next meeting was 2015. I think I said a little bit more. This time I said something and it actually made sense. And people were like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm like, like yeah. clapping in the background. Yes, it is. It was for me, it was a really good growth moment to yeah. see over the course yeah. of three years. Like, wow, you can, like, you feel more comfortable in this room and you feel like you belong here and yeah. you have a seat at the table. And that's really cool. The Don Jazzy blessing, however, comes in terms of where this conference was held. Do tell. Oh my gosh. It was in Hong Kong. Okay. And I have the flight a day earlier so that I can eat as much as possible while I'm there for the conference. So I leave a day Priorities. Earlier. Yeah. So the first night, obviously they're not covering accommodation, which is totally understandable. So I find my own place. Find the cheapest thing I can get, 28 bucks. It's a box. Airbnb? A, no, it was a guest house. Okay. But Hong Kong is really crammed for space. Okay. So it is in a commercial space. There's bars on the bottom. There's businesses and whatever on the top. And then... You go through these I think winding... in like physical bars, like prison bars. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> there's all these, you know, winding hallways. You finally, there's the code. Then you get there and you're just like, is this the right choice? Is this, this is not what booking.com said. I'm really confused. Wait, this sounds like the time that I slept in the chicken coop in Ethiopia. We have not talked about this. Oh, we will. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so in any case, it was an efficiency box and... That's what it's called. I don't know what it's called. Basically, that's what it is. It's okay. like space, kind of like the pod hotels. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That kind of vibe. Yeah. Super small. Your entire bathroom becomes a shower because the shower is on top of the toilet and like the whole bathroom gets <laughs> wet. So you have to really time oh, when you That was you a do. thing in Europe for a long time. Yeah, you have to time your certain activities, especially yeah. if you're rooming with someone. In this case, I wasn't. But it's a box. But if you just need a place to stay and yeah. you can one figure night. out. Yeah, it's one, whatever. It's fine. I just need to sleep. I get to the hotel. I didn't Google this hotel, but this is apparently a really nice chain. And you know how you know you're broke? Is there things that you've never heard of <laughs> that other people enjoy? Yes. Similar to also in Beyonce, there was a one song upgrade when she was naming all these brands that I had never heard of. Really? They're like, this is how I know I don't mm. have money. Because these things, they're not checking for me because I can't <laughs> afford them. So why I would never know what Audemars Piguet is. Because I'm not even saying it right. Because it's not for me. Like, we can talk about H&M. That's where I'm at right now. You're talking about all these things that I have no, I have no... So anyway, this hotel chain is apparently... It's for the other half. Okay. So I'm like, wow, okay. Didn't Google it. I just walked in. It was stunning. I'm like, okay, great. Guy says, room's not ready. 
Go to the but pool. But for 28 bucks it was done? This is the conference. Ah, uh, the so next day. The next yes. day. Okay. This is, I'm trying to tell you the come up is real. This is the difference. Actually, the difference, blessing. The difference in your life between you being at booking.com trying to find a place, <laughs> a place to sleep and the next day when you're sponsored. You yes. see, I get sponsorship yeah. now. I'm not opposed. <laughs> I've seen the promised land. In less than 24 hours. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So the guy that reception says, your room's not ready, but ma'am, please go to the pool. It's an indoor pool, but it's okay. All right. Fine. Whatever. Indoor, outdoor. I don't care. I'm just mm. happy to sit, have a bite to eat, whatever. Go to the pool. It looks like a Greek goddess, like, stunning pal. I, mean, I literally, I started laughing. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I started laughing. If someone else had walked out of the elevators with me, they would have thought I was entirely out of my mind. Mm. I just started cackling. Like, <laughs> this is hilarious. This is okay. And considering what I had just slept in, this makes no sense. Yeah. I go there. Also, sticker shock was real. I didn't real. I was doing the conversions. I was like, oh, no. Like, what is that? The sticker shock. Like, when prices are so much uh, higher than you expect. Ah, okay. Anyway, so things were a lot more expensive than I imagined or thought. And I was like, oh, we are not in Kansas anymore. But no, I mean, the hotel was stunning. Like, I was pressing buttons just to press them. You could, like, listen to the radio from all over the world. The bathtub was made of marble. It was... Uh, it was a good life. What? Oscar de la Renta apparently makes soap. I didn't know he made soap and hotel shampoo. Now I just, he's coming for you. I thought he was a clothing designer. Yeah. But apparently, no. He makes soaps at this hotel. And I was like, thank you, Don Jazzy. I so appreciate... I just wanted to say thank you. I don't want to ask you for anything else, Don Jazzy. Thank but, you. But if he did write in. Just thank you. That's it. Thank you. And, of course, God, through which the blessings have flown. But, of course, Don Jazzy, because this was a part of it. So, uh, shout out to you. Uh, and uh, that is it. Ooh, can we talk about something else? Yeah. That recently just happened? Yes. The trailer for... Girl. Black Panther. Girl. I looked at the thing this morning. Recently. I get it now. Recently dropped. I'm so ready. I'm going to wear all the Ethiopian things when I go to the theater in February There's been some incredible memes. <laughs> I know. Like, instead of popcorn, it's banku. I was a little worried about how they were going to portray a fake country within Africa, because it's still Hollywood. Yeah. But I was... It's an all-black cast, though, right? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, I know who's in it. You know, Lupita, Denai... Michael Bay, uh, Michael Jordan. Bay, Jordan, exactly. B.A.E. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, who plays Black Panther himself. They're also, my favorite part of that trailer was a very quick moment, but it was a guy in a suit looking sharp. It was like a teal or turquoise suit. Like DRC, maybe? Yeah, like yeah. a sapper type guy. And he had a lip plate. Uh, what is a lip plate? So, there are certain tribes who ah, have... like an the, actual lip plate. Yeah. And that was so incredible to me that they would take something, which the Morsi tribe in southern Ethiopia yeah, yeah. are known for this... And they put it on a man with a suit. And that, to me, was just like the bringing together yeah. of all these different things was just amazing. I, Captured in that moment. Yeah. I'm much more hopeful about their ability to not mess this up. Who's directing it? Ryan Coogler. He did Fruitville Station. I think he directed Creed, too. Okay. But he's a pretty well-known okay. director in the U.S. Young, up and coming. And Black Panther is one of the Marvel comic yes. book series. And okay. I'm not really into Marvel or DC. Yeah. But this yeah. one, I will be there. I'm so ready. Mark my words, this is going to be one of the most successful films Marvel has done. Watch. Do you think more successful than Get Out? Oh, uh, they will definitely make more money than Get Out. Interesting. Because Get Out made a lot of money for an indie film. Yeah. But, I mean, Marvel, it's yeah, a, yeah. Like, massive. that is a massive endeavor. Well, I just love the idea of, like, black men and women superheroes. I'm so excited. Yay. Is that an Africa Rising? Yeah. Wakanda? Actually, yeah, yeah. Let's use that. <laughs> so what's actually really interesting is like the Black Panther conversation came up at my birthday lunch mm -hmm. where one of my best friends, Kelsey, shout out to you, Kelsey. Hey, baby. Her and I are always talking about how I'm her like cultural translator, meaning <laughs> she'll send me words and be like, what is this hashtag? And then I'll send it back to her and be like, it means this. But I realized at that lunch that you and I speak a very different language than I think 99.9% .9 of the world. I wouldn't say 99.9% .9 of the world. Mm, There's enough people I who Black Twitter. Black Twitter is more than 0.1%. Fine. Yeah. 0.2. Stop. <laughs> okay, but yes, there were definitely... But yeah, we, but there are terms that we drop on, like, not knowing that... Yes. Yeah. And it just made me so much more conscious about it. Yeah, I know. And then we always go back to like the origin word. I was explaining to Kelsey what bay was and using bay in a sentence like it was a spelling bee. Right. 
Um, this is the Latin for before <laughs> anyone else. May you use it in a sentence? Sure. He is bae. <laughs> that person is your bae. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite part was explaining throwing Jeanette shit. is my bae. Mm. See how that works? That was well executed. I know. I'm really sad that Jeanette is coming to Kenya and I will not be here. I'll say hi to him for you. Wink face. Question. Did you know he dyed his hair? Yes, because I told you that. <laughs> I was out here in these streets thinking that Jadena had some kind of like recessive gen- gene disorder. Why does it have to be a disorder? I love gingers. No, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, ginger is recessive genes. It's the only thing I remember from biology. Okay. Adam blue eyes. So like for a black man to have red hair is very uncommon. No, of course, yeah. And then you just ruined my I'm sorry. Life. Did I ruin your origin story for yes. Jadena? Okay. But back to Bay for a second. Yes. My favorite discussion was explaining what throwing shade was. Oh, yes. And uh, so Kelsey's partner says, wait, so throwing shades? And I'm like, no, 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 no. With a Z. Singular. Singular, not plural. And then having to explain how these things come from. But honestly, I I mean, let me say this. For a lot of these terms, which started in the black... Ballroom scene. Ballroom, Mm -hmm. kind of gay, Latino Mm -hmm. community in New York City in the 80s. Watch the documentary, Paris is Burning. It's so good. It will explain... Everything. Read... The term of the read or mm-hmm. reading. It'll explain shade. It'll mm-hmm. explain vogue. All of these things that people have been saying. Or co-opting. That people have been saying since the 80s. And I had no idea until I watched this movie. I'm like, yeah. wow. So it's a very good uh, primer in uh, where some of this language comes from that now everybody says. Mm-hmm. Credit where credit's due. Yeah. So we sh- we're going to start a glossary. I've decided. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. What are we going to call it, though? I don't know, maybe our listeners have some good ideas as to what we should call the glossary. But they haven't helped us name listener letters, so listeners, get on it, please. That was salty. That was it's... shade, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a term one is... shade. I was just throwing one shade. Not many shades. Stop. Many shades. We've digressed. Um, <laughs> anything else that you want to catch up on? No, I've, uh, I'm all caught up. So, caught up, da-na-na-na, caught up. That was Usher, right? It was. So I think on that note, we should move into Africa Rising. Still drop. Rock drop. But I think I've decided that my Africa Rising is really going to be... Are you really going to take Wakanda? Yeah. Stop it. (laughs) But think about any other... Miss Positivity had a hard time finding Africa Rising. What happened? Oh, that was shades. With a Z. Many shades. (laughs) Like lampshades. Whatever happened, Namusa? I... Really looked this week, and it's... Nothing good happened? Well, a billionaire's son got married, what? and that the is... photos were beautiful. That's not a thing. It is a thing. I mean, it's a thing that it happened, but that's not Africa Rising. Really? Billionaires can't have all-white wedding flowers? Yeah, they can, but that's not Africa Rising. That's this billionaire rising and getting married. And me having a better Pinterest page. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is why I said we're using Wakanda. Okay, so tell us, why is this fake place... Africa Rising. <laughs> no, because it's a fake place that has superheroes in it and black superheroes, which like we haven't really experienced in the same way at mm-hmm. a Marvel level previously. And also, I like how you're getting really serious about. Oh this. yeah, I'm gonna get like really. I'll give you like the the four point slides about this. Here's my deck. Please change the slide. This SWOT analysis. Not get a, out the PowerPoint. Not a SWOT analysis. Kelsey, do you know what a SWOT analysis is? She would know that. I think she yeah. was the one who taught me that. Okay. Kelsey's <laughs> very good at the like technical language. The things that actually matter. Yeah. Strengths, weaknesses, threats. Opportunity? Yes, opportunities. I just, I just messed that up. But. Swato. Swato analysis. Swato analysis. It's the thing happening in 2017. God, we're so ridiculous. We're so ridiculous. Okay. Um, but Wakanda made me think of coming to America, which I haven't fully seen. I think that you and I should have a coming to America. I watched party. it for the first time a few months ago, and I'm scared to admit that in a public forum, but I was late to that party. Wasn't that the theme for Beyonce's bridal shower? No, not bridal know. shower. The baby quote unquote push party, which is I think what we're calling baby, baby showers. showers now. I didn't know to feel if I should feel offended if that's cultural appropriation. I think it was, but she's gonna get away with it because she's who she is. There was a whole thing in my one of my group chats about this on WhatsApp. I just shared the link. I was like, hey guys, apparently she did an Africa themed baby shower. Yeah, it makes me a little and uncomfortable. And then it started this whole argument. I think one person actually left the group because they're like, this is too much. This is what it They had to have left when they first got added. You don't get to leave later on because then people catch feelings. Another term. It was, I think she was Beyonce now. She's like, this doesn't really matter. I have a life. 
Uh, so in any case, where's the rest of you guys? We're like, <laughs> how dare you? So there are some people who are pro Beyonce, and of course, like this is a a collective thing and community and da da da. And other people are like, no, if a white person does, you'd be mad. I'm like, well, I'm very pro Beyonce. I just think cultural appropriation is not acceptable. Regardless you know who, of who it comes from? You know who did it well? Lupita did her coming to America birthday party. Yeah, but she's also African. I know. That's why she did it well. <laughs> Do that, people. <laughs> Not cultural appropriation. You can't do that. Yeah. If, yeah, just don't do it. Or just execute well. Or focus on a movie as opposed to the whole continent. Yeah. And like, oh, you're now painting stuff on your face. What does that mean? Okay. Yeah, you, that's what I got. Africa rising? Wakanda. Wakanda rising? Yeah. Let me do Wakanda still rising. <laughs> this is actually not really an Africa still rising in that it's not really an African's fault, but we're just going to, it is what it is, and it was my turn, and this is what I'm choosing. <laughs> so I don't really need any other justification no, no. besides that. Be bold. I'm leaning in. So Ethiopians and Eritreans had their swagger jacked recently. That's another term for Kelsey. That uh, means theft. That means thievery of, of, what of, they're your, good at. of your talents and swag. Swag, do you want to explain swag? Not a swag analysis. But Wait, is that an analysis? We need to make that a thing. Okay. I just made a thing just now. S-W-A-G. Yeah. Strengths. Weakness. Weaknesses. Africa rising. <laughs> G. Money. All blessings come through God. Done, Jazzy. Done. Okay. Okay. So two instances of swagger jacking of my people. Step one, Alexander McQueen. So there was a jacket for... 4,895 pounds, British pounds, that was black and gold embroidery, which is very similar to the Kaaba ceremonial gown that Ethiopians and Eritreans wear, mostly at weddings. They're beautiful. Like they have like the one for the men and the women. Exactly. They're very regal. Everyone looks- You look like a queen and king. Exactly. Yeah. So they tried to sell this jacket for 5,000 pounds and it's basically just a short, it's a crop top version of this outfit or this ceremonial gown that we wear, you know, in very important events. So that was annoying. And then not too long after that, there was an artist, Galila Mesfin, who took an original image of someone else now, of Michelle Obama, and then remade it so that she looked like an Egyptian queen. So she was an artist who took someone else's art and then kind of did her thing, but also gave credit to the original artist. Do you know her Instagram name? Because it would be good for us to shut her up. Thick underscore East underscore African underscore girl. So thick East African girl with underscores between the thick, the East, and the African and the girl. <laughs> yeah. As you do. Yeah. So she found out that her painting of Michelle as an Egyptian queen was now a mural in Chicago uh, that was painted by a guy named Chris Devins who raised $12,000 online to help him with this project. He raised $12,000 to paint someone else's artwork. That's called theft. Swaggerjacking. Yeah. As people... Around the world know it. Exactly. So unless you're over 35, in which case, now you know. Two in- and Galila Mesfin is... A thick East African girl. So That's the name. Exactly. So my people, in a very short amount of time, had some of our brilliance taken away and used for other people to make money. And that made me really annoyed. So again, this is not really Africa's fault, in which is usually how the still rising yeah. segment goes. But um, Wakanda, still rising. I love that name. Shall we move into the interview? Uh, yes. Dun, 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 dun. So excited. Yeah, we have a wonderful, wonderful interview today. All right. So today we have Mbai Kajesi with us, originally from Zimbabwe. She worked for state-run CCTV, China Central Television, from 2009 to 2011, where she was the first African news presenter in the network's history. In 2012, she was selected as a World Economic Forum Young Global Leader. Mumbai has since relocated to Johannesburg, where she is working on an exciting startup that she'll tell us a bit about today. Thank you, Mumbai, for joining us. Yay. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so tell our listeners, what do you do and why is it important? I am trying to inject a healthy dose of diversity into the advertising and image marketing industry. I'm building a platform to crowdsource images to sell to brands for advertising. So instead of tagging the people in it, you tag the brands in it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's our way of getting more black and brown and women 
people, yeah. <laughs> human beings, uh, yeah. yes, <laughs> um, onto billboards and into magazines mm -hmm. because they currently aren't enough. And if we rely on traditional photo shoots, people default to the usual, which is not inclusive. Yeah. What geographies is that? It's for the whole world, but okay. we're starting in South Africa. So, you know, we need to, we need to fill our people in there first yeah. <laughs> and then we can expand to the mm -hmm. rest of the world. But what I'm seeing is that this is a problem that is not just with black and brown people. Mm -hmm. It's actually an issue of authenticity. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't feel like they're represented when brands come and market to them. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to have movie stars and celebrities, but the reality is not all of us can afford to look the way they do, yeah. to be the way they do, to be who they are. And so I think what we're seeing now is this push for real content by real people. And that's us. So we can provide it. So I'm just facilitating the process. And what is us called? Ad tags. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I came up with that in Kenya. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty catchy, yeah. right? Yeah, nice. There you this go. Was, this was birthed in Kenya, by the way. Conceived all over Africa, but birthed, <laughs> you know, birthed in Kenya. I must say, there is one woman that I always see on billboards. She has like a really beautiful smile, the towel around her neck. Yes. I see her on so many billboards across yes. the continent. And yes. I'm like, this woman, I don't know where she's from. Yes. But she is everywhere and she is the African woman. You see, and that's the problem. I think that was stock image from at least eight years ago. There you probably. Go. So you've just identified a few of the problems that we're trying to solve. One, there's not enough updated, mm -hmm. high-quality content of people of color. Another is that everybody defaults to the same one black person, and yeah. usually that's a black American or the one Nigerian. Mm -hmm. And the third thing is when brands don't have access to all of this, they, they steal. Some people yeah. steal. Like, I hate mm -hmm. to admit it. Like, I have friends who are on the platform, and they've had their Instagram images showcased yeah. in other parts of the world. Like, so that people, people are making that. money off of it. Of course. Yeah. Right. right. And so there is definitely a need where we're concerned. Our skin colors. Mm -hmm. So you have a media and journalism background. Talk to us a bit about the switch to entrepreneurship and what that journey has been like so far. Yes, I would say background. I kind of fell into... I hate to use the word journalism because I, I feel like I didn't earn those journalist stripes. Like I never went through the rungs of like having to chase people for a quote. I did that once. I was like, yeah, no, I'm staying at my desk. Nothing, nothing, <laughs> I was nothing, like, yeah. why are people wanting to be on the anchor desk? Like when all the excitement is on the field. Yeah. I did that once. I was like, uh-uh, sorry, I'm too spoiled. <laughs> I was like, we will call in to them and they will feed us the news. There's a reason for that. So I, I wouldn't necessarily call myself a journalist. I like to make it clear that you know I was a news presenter, a TV presenter, a news anchor and then I started freelancing as a finance anchor and a business anchor like at some of these forums like World Economic Forum yeah. at um, the BRICS and all of that stuff to earn money to pay for the startup. At the time, the first idea I was working on was a platform to get African speakers to international conferences. I saw there was a the same people being rotated. It's mm -hmm. like the same exact pictures. Same, thing. Yeah. Exactly. same pictures are being rotated. And I was asked to speak on stuff I just had no business to speak on. And so I was like, hey, yeah, maybe we can do something about mm -hmm. it. So that was my first thing. And then it's since pivoted to this. So how's it being an entrepreneur, though? It is very lonely. Mm -hmm. Currently a solo founder and I'm non-technical. Double whammy, but that's fine. You know, from little comes much. That was a church service a few months ago, which has stuck with me and keeps me going. I do have a team that develops for me um, in the Ukraine. So, you know, once in a while I get to chat with them. That's my only human contact. Out of curiosity, <laughs> why didn't you use African developers or developers based on the African continent? That is a very good question. At the time I was looking for developers, I would say that the developers that I came across, though very talented, mm -hmm. I wouldn't say necessarily had the startup experience. Mm -hmm. So they were used to building apps for corporations like banks, etc. Mm -hmm. So as you tell them what you want, we'll build the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and as a startup and as an entrepreneur, you need to be able to build and iterate. So and build, iterate and test. Mm -hmm. Like So build, test and iterate. And I didn't find anybody that made me comfortable mm -hmm. with that step by step process. So the guys that I'm working with have built startups that have gone ahead to be funded by, you know, 
investors in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. So they had that experience. Yeah. And because they were close with the investors, they were close with the source, they're able to say, you know what, this is what they're looking for. This is what you need to focus on. This is where blah, blah, blah. So they're able to give that feedback rather than build in a bubble, show me a, a product, and then see if I like it. Yeah. So that kind of freaked me out a bit. Yeah. Okay. So um, the talent is there. Yeah. But in terms of the startup ecosystem, the continent has a, a long way to go in order to, to develop that space. Um, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question on sure. your entrepreneurship journey, and it's kind of, what would you do differently? So first thing, be born a white male, haha, <laughs> but no, not really. <laughs> I think... Um, we can promise you, she's not a white male. <laughs> I think, uh, what would I have done differently? Because you almost have to go back to the source of, you know, pipeline issues. And, yeah. And so I actually went to university on an engineering scholarship and then graduated with women's studies. Um, I wish I understood what the end goal of being an engineer looked like. Mm -hmm. There were no women in my class. There was nobody I could look at and say, you know, we're going to hang out and we're going to be friends. It was people in their like long hair, Dungeons and Dragons games, PJs. And I just thought, I'm never going to see these guys at a club. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not at a black club. <laughs> no. I mean, great people. But yeah. it was just, it felt very isolating. And so I wish I had had more female examples, more mm -hmm. women of color examples. I feel like we're in a position as Africans in emerging markets to actually solve real problems mm -hmm. and will help our people. And I think that starts with um, loving ourselves and with our image. Mm -hmm. And so if I can present people with an image yes. that they're familiar with, that they can look up to, that they can relate to, then perhaps we can start a different internal dialogue about, you know, where do I see myself in yeah. the future mm -hmm. rather than... It's, it's very hard when you mm -hmm. don't see anybody else. And I know that, like having been in China, being the only black person that was headlining news at the time, I didn't understand. I knew what it meant for me. I was just trying to get a job. <laughs> just have a J-O-B. I, I was just trying to get a job. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that looks like an interesting challenge. But it just had so much more in terms of ramifications for other people around me, for people that watched around the world that were like, I want to come to China. Yeah. I've never thought about being an anchor. I've never, I was just like, I'm just trying to pay the bills. And how that changes the discourse of China's races. And then people are like, no, there's always a footnote, but they have a black anchor, like, mm -hmm. you know, in some article. And, you know, that's just powerful. So representation and relevance have always been a theme that have followed me my whole life. Yeah. I have always been the only Zimbabwean, the only spot the dot, the only one with freckles. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, I'm going to take all of the isms <laughs> and all yes. the firsts. Yes. yes. I know what it's like to be like solitary. You know, you represent your country, you represent people, you represent your gender, you represent race, you know, like so many things. And um, I just wish that there was a place for people that maybe grew up feeling weird or mm -hmm. whatever. And that there's, there's a place for you to feel beautiful. And that's what I want ad techs to be. You know, I want people to see themselves on billboards and be like, I know that person. Yeah. I can be like them. And you don't have to be like some movie star in Hollywood. It's yeah. something that's, you know relatively close. I am curious about um, what did being melanated on Chinese TV teach you? Slash, how was it doing your hair every day? Oh my God. Because I remember those conversations. Oh my God. <laughs> what did it mean? So part of the reasons why, one of the first times I was rejected, the first excuse was, we have no makeup for her, right? Well, what are we going to use? And that sounds like such a lame-ass excuse. But the reality is they didn't. Right. So I am using my own. I had to fly to Hong Kong mm. to get my skin color. Mm. Uh, it was MAC. And so the little that I had, and I don't like wearing makeup, I love the effects of it, but I'm too lazy to wash it off. Amen. That's, that <laughs> is Amen. the reality. You start out strong, but at the yes. end of the day, you're like, mm. I'm just like, it's, it's too much work. So yeah. I, it's not something I could do every day. And so the little I had had mm -hmm. lasted me years, like foundation. Now I'm, people are using like, <laughs> <laughs> they're using like six months in one pump. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Well, so it was costing me a lot. <laughs> Personally, when other people were just using what the network was providing. Mm -hmm. Melanated problem number one. Number two, I had like twists in my hair, uh -huh. right? And you know, it's hard to find people, brothers and sisters, that can do a lady's hair. Getting my hair done was, of course, oh, how do you say? Penmafan. Gendermafan. Yeah. Translation. Which means troublesome. Mm. Yes. And I didn't relax my hair, I was natural. Mm -hmm. um, and I wanted my hair to always appear natural on TV. Um, so in between like taking out my twists, I just had to rock the duku, like do a head wrap. So there was yeah. times I would show up in a head wrap. 
And I would get people writing to me being like, oh my to goodness. To present on the news, you would show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People would be like, oh my goodness, are you allowed to do this? I'm like, well, I am now. So there was that, but there was a, I remember just being melanated and having natural hair. Mm-hmm. I would say that my hair caused a lot of interest. And I would say it got more interview requests than me. Did your mm-hmm. hair have its own Twitter account? It should have. <laughs> but I was like figuring it out. Mm-hmm. So they're like, what do you do? What do you do? And they were just like, how do your bosses allow you to do this? I remember there was a lot of Kenyans. I got a lot of Kenyan uh, really? reporters and mm-hmm. journalists saying like, I wish I could keep my hair natural. What should I do? I want to stop relaxing it. And so I was giving them tips like, wear a wig. I don't know. Just stop <laughs> relaxing it. Like yeah. that's like putting on like i don't know what's his name that pastor reverend al sharpton in a good hair like you're combing the oppression in your hair and like you're just chemically putting that oppression in your hair and so i'm just like don't do it Mm. like i just yeah i feel like african women's hair is one of those center places where we stand up for our rights and it starts when people look at us and they be like oh you're different do you know what i'm saying you know when you see somebody with natural hair what you have gone through and you can say a lot about them without even talking to them, right? Do you know what I'm saying? I know natural hair is really important for you in terms of your social media and what you share and yeah. styles, etc. Afro glam chic. Yeah. We'll stop you. Don't worry. You'll get a chance. You'll <laughs> get a chance. Good plug. Yeah. Well done. Get it. Well done. Yeah. That's my Instagram you'll, one. <laughs> you'll, get a, you'll get a chance to plug it's yourself. So, it's so inconsistent. My Instagram, it's like my health. It's my hair. It's, I don't know, my shoes. No, not shoes. Yeah. You walking. You all travel. things important, though. Yeah, yeah. But it all leads back to the hair, right? Mm. It's like Afro in Argentina, Afro in Japan, Afro in, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Afro in freckles. It's my, my theme. What do you want your legacy to be? Whew. Uh, after I become a multi-billionaire, I want my legacy to have been to have built and transformed my country. I'm from Zimbabwe, by the way. I want you to get to the point where, I know it sounds like funny, but where you're, you're, you're too rich to bribe. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, where I don't need a politician's permission to fix that bloody road or to fix that school. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have that type of stupid wealth to take care of stuff like that and not have it to be like a bureaucratic nightmare and have things just sit and rot and not get done because maybe the funding is there, but there's so many like roadblocks, there's so many like um, bottlenecks and they're all administrative. I want my legacy to be, I was in such a position because of my startup or because of what I did that I was able to bypass all of these things and just get shit done. Amen. <laughs> I like that answer. So, um, surprise, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. We have rapid this fire. kind of, yeah. Okay. I guess it's not a surprise, though, if you know that it's called Rapid Fire. Oh, is um, that what it's called? Were we calling it by force or by fire? There was some witty joke at some point. But effectively, what we will do is we'll ask you kind of an either or question, um, and you can give us your answer. And if you want a little bit about why you chose that answer. So, the first one love or lust? God, not now. Because that depends on whether I'm ovulating or not. <laughs> Well, that's, can, that's an answer. That's, <laughs> ovulation, done. Ovulation is like beer goggles for women. I'm sorry. So a few days ago, it would have been lust. Today, it's love. <laughs> now that we know what cycle you're on. Excellent. <laughs> um, the next one is tennis or golf? Tennis, because Serena rocks. We know. She's you're amongst the right company. Greatest of all time. Ever. Please don't call her a great female athlete. She is great athlete, period. Greatest ever. You seen her? Athlete. I've been saying period. this. I told you don't, no one was gonna fight you. And don't don't call her a greatest tennis player. Don't call her greatest female tennis. Just call her the great flipping athlete of all time. Yes. The next question is um, Africanist or Afropolitan? I explain the difference. <laughs> Just pick one. Afropolitan. And ask me why. Why? I don't know. Sounds more pan-African. Noted. That's good for us, by the way. <laughs> Still or sparkling? Still? Why would you add farts to your body? Wow. wow. That's what... You, that's took it, the, you took it there. That's a hot no, take. No, it's yeah. true. I'm sorry, but hot anything take. with gas in it is just this extra farts you don't need. We Yeah, that's true. As humans, well, you heard already, it here first. Yeah. Now you yeah. know. Now you know. If you guys need health tips, I have a whole bunch of one-line singers. Like, if you're shitting green, you're... I saw that on your Instagram. Chlorophyll deficient. <laughs> yeah, eat your vegetables. Your shit needs to be green. Anyway, yeah. Thanks. On that note, tell the <laughs> listeners how they find you. Like, you can find me on Instagram at Afro Glam Chic. 
Afro, as in A-F-R-O, glam. Chic is C-H-I-C. And um, uh, the other one? Twitter. 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 You won't believe this, but uh, I go by dark-skinned activist. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you had that account? I love it. It's actually at Vimbaikajist, but I'm known as dark-skinned activist because I am here for my dark-skinned brothers and sisters, even though I may be considered a yellow bone. But <laughs> I exist. I think my purpose in life is to create a better platform for my dark-skinned brothers and sisters. For, for white people, being a dark-skinned activist is like, oh, yeah, you're dark-skinned. But I think it means more for us as black folks who have to deal with the different levels, privileges, and disadvantages of colorism. So, yes. Just like my homeboy, Jesse Williams. <laughs> you know, well, don't get started. I'm so angry about this. What, what that is, divorced? Or that Getting divorced. You're angry about that? Yes. That's the opportunity for you, girl. Why are you upset? I, I don't... Oh, this is a lot. I don't I, know the story. I, I find Jesse Williams, I guess, stereotypically attractive, but I don't think if I met him in a room. So there's one less person in the fight for Jesse Williams' heart. But that's why you're mad. I don't understand why you're no, mad. No, 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 no. Why, why are you mad, bro? Why are you why, mad? Is it the colorism thing? What did he do? Yeah, I just... I find it really challenging... In short, that he has made or built, accelerated a lot of his career and being very pro, um, not only black people, but particularly black women. Um, and the allegations that have now come out in relation to how he's treated a said black oh, woman, his soon to be ex-wife. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so this I is why... I didn't know that. I didn't know this. We also don't <laughs> have all the information, so I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I have this like little, he has this like art place in my heart. The memes have been ruthless. See, I don't know this. You know, I don't, I'm very bad with pop culture shit. You're not missing much. Yeah, I, after Trump won, Ooh. I just switched off. Like as a news person, and mm. that has been my life, yeah. I have been in the dark about a lot. Because if I go on it, then I... It's too just, much. Yeah, then it's I get all the... preservation right? Yeah, I get all the Trump shit, and I don't want to see that. Mm-hmm. You know? So I miss... So it means I got to cut all this stuff yeah. out, just so I don't... Yeah. <sighs> Please don't stop me from coming into the U.S. if any CIA people are listening to this. I will be there from <laughs> November 18th. <laughs> Application ID number 555-225. Please don't put me on a United Dark flight. <laughs> No, get put on a United flight and get that cash. Oh, that's another way to fundraise for your startup. <laughs> yeah, get dragged off a flight. Who needs Silicon Valley when you can just be brutalized on a plane? There you go. And on that note, <laughs> thank you so much, Mumbai, for joining us. It's so good to have a friend on. Thanks, but thank guys. you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and then we're going to now move into listener letters. So somebody slid into our DMs. That is a direct message. And sent us a really, really lovely feedback plus question. So we're just, I'm just going to read it out really quickly. Uh, hello, cousins. This is an East African from London. A friend of mine from Kenya introduced me to your podcast, and I love it to the point that I'm obsessed. I have lived in Nairobi for four months, and I sort of feel like a small part of me belongs there. I like what you guys are doing, and I'm 100% into the Africa Rising concept. It makes me feel really good. Your content is funny and engaging. Well done. It's not like I have a lot to say, but I thought to send a message of encouragement. However, how about you guys talk more about relocating in Nairobi from Europe slash the U.S.? I've been considering to go back to the motherland for at least a year or two. Do you think it's easy to find a job? What are the first steps to take? There's not much information online, and as you guys have moved from the West, I thought you would have more insight on the matter. I hope to hear about it on the next podcast. Keep shining. Lots of love. Well, first off, that's really sweet. That DM made my day. Yeah, that was so sweet. Uh, so thank you, S, for the feedback and for the mild to severe obsession. We really appreciate it. No, we do. And thank you for listening. That's really, really cool. Uh, to your question. So do you think it's easy to find a job? What are the first steps to take? Just like general, I think it's a great idea. Um, and I always encourage people to move back to the continent. But as I've said in previous recordings, do a little bit more research around what you're getting into. Because um, I think we all romanticize this like coming home notion and home meaning Wakanda. The other thing is I think it's, uh, or in my experience, it's been easier to find work once I've been on the continent. Mm-hmm. So I've had connections and had conversations to begin with. But once I'm here, people then, like they get to know you. A lot of how business is done on the continent still is very much so relationship-based. I would argue that in many places in the world, but definitely on the continent. Right. 
But the other thing in terms of like a practical tool that I find really helpful is our friends over at Move Me Back. And so Move Me Back is a website. So you can just Google Move Me Back. I think it's probably moveMeBack.com amongst kind of a whole bunch of other uh, increasing websites that Mm -hmm. really focus on placing diaspora Africans Mm -hmm. back into African companies. Mm -hmm. So whether that's like from where you're from. So for me, it would be South Africa, Mm -hmm. but that could also be Nairobi, Dakar, kind of, it could be anywhere. But the whole premise of this kind of recruitment agency and job placement agency or career placement agency is to leverage and unlock the talents of kind of like the soft cultural skills in some ways, but also like the hard skills and connecting those two things together. So yeah, I would definitely suggest checking out Move Me Back. I know a lot of people have had wonderful experiences and they have a wide array of postings as well as like quite junior to quite senior. So that's like a practical, tangible next step that you can start to have those conversations and know where to look. There are also two other websites that come to mind. There's Africa Development Jobs and then there's also Kenyans Come Home. Yes. So I don't know, uh, S, if you're Kenyan. I know you're East African, but I'm not sure if you're Kenyan. If you are Kenyan, perhaps look through that channel as it's a very direct link back to Kenya. And African Development Jobs was started by a young Ghanaian, I believe American, who have actually I've met on occasion. Um, and she started this platform online, you know, realizing that there are a lot of people making these decisions yeah. with no cultural context or no yeah. care, concern, very, you know, not attached, which is yeah. fine. Sometimes you do a job and you just do a job, you know. Some, you don't have to necessarily love what you do every day. That's the yeah. ideal. But for some people, it's not tied to any emotion what else okay i think also think very clearly what skills what you have to offer so both what you want to do and how you can offer value i don't know how old you are or kind of where in your education you are what your finances are because what i would say i would definitely echo namusa's comments of just get to the continent and you can figure it out i'm not necessarily saying don't have a plan like don't know where you're going to sleep or whatever but as namusa said it's much easier to find something once you're here. Now, granted, I found something from the U.S., but that was not the plan. Yeah. I was just, I wanted a job and I just needed to take something. So I don't know if I'm a good case study in that regard. I will say a lot of those, I know those U.N. positions are mostly unpaid for internships. Yeah. So you have to decide. Which I think is a little bit unethical, but we'll save that for another. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. So, you know, get your finances right in terms of can you do an unpaid internship for three months, for example. And, you know, have a little bit of insight into the workings of a startup or the newspaper or whatever it is. Yeah. But also not coming back with the idea of like that you're going to fix people's problems. And there's that too. You know, we all have our personal highs and lows. And I often say that. I only have highs. <laughs> right. You only have risings. I was, and modesties. I was 26 in Nairobi. And this is a bit digressing, but it kind of does tie to the whole general like wellness mm-hmm. of the person while you're here. You know, I moved to Nairobi when I was 26. I'm 29 at the moment. And these last few years have easily been my toughest yeah and some of that is location specific Mm -hmm. and some of it is location agnostic i think being in your late 20s anywhere fucks you up can be really part of my french yeah it can be really really difficult and that's that's an important part of my time here and whenever i look back on my time in nairobi i will always remember it for the time that i became an adult yeah and i went through like adult stuff yeah you know as opposed to when i look back on beijing when i was just living my best life and i was 21 and 22 and i just graduated i was living on a stipend but i also had no bills to pay and i wasn't worried about anything so think about the type of life you want to live to think about you know having why you're doing what you're doing yeah why you're doing what you're doing and then what your end goal is okay in 10 years your ideal career what is that and work back from that does that mean making the move to the continent now does that mean waiting a few years but if it's something that's it's on your heart it's going to stay with you for quite some time so i hope this helps kind of begin that conversation we hope it's helpful to you as another thing that i actually mentioned i think episode one was it that my mentor told me don't move back to the country where you're from yeah and that to me has also been very valuable advice it also helps that the country that i'm in borders the country where i'm from Mm -hmm. so that's a nice kind of i'm there but i'm not there five flights a day and there's five flights a day on ethiopian and they're all pretty cheap but i think there's something to be said for don't necessarily go home home go somewhere else learn a different market Get some skills somewhere else. And then if you really want to make that trip home, which is totally fine and understandable, you know, do it with a couple more tools in your, in your, tool belt, in your back pocket. Yeah.
All right, us. Well, good luck. And uh, we hope this has been helpful and definitely slide back into our DMs if you have any questions, follow-up questions about what we've just said or just want to say hi. How do you do that, Addie? AskAfricana at gmail.com. A-S-K-A-F-R-A-C-A-N-A-H. All right. Time for proverb of the week, 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 week. The Wakanda proverb of the week, week, week. Wakanda. I really like the... The Wakandana proverb of the week 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 i'll make it work <laughs> yeah it's a like we do a little bit more workshopping around that one, it's but... a work in progress okay. i just i just came up with it give me some credit no i am impressed okay yes what's i'm um, so excited for this what's the proverb so the proverb okay i need to give a little bit of background before i give the proverb as of late i've been really focusing on personal and self-development okay and i've started Every year, kind of when it's closer to my birthday and New Year's, I have these like reflective moments and I make goals for myself. And one of the things that I'm going to do is just start being better to myself because I deserve it. So really effective self-care. I've invested in some candles. I've invested in carving out time to have... Turn down the lights. No, but by myself. Turn (laughs) down the lights. Well, and on that note... The proverb of the week, 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 and you must have known because I'm starting to sing Turn Down the Lights, is really short and sweet because you know that's how I like the one-liners. Okay. Romance your damn self. Say that again for the people in the back. Romance. Uh-huh. Your damn. Uh-huh. Self. I appreciate the enunciation there. You're welcome. Romance. Your damn self. Your damn self. Turn down the lights. And romance your damn self. All right. Do it. Um, I just want to give credit to who that actually is from. Okay. A shout out. I don't always know how to say her name right, but she's Yisra. Am I saying it right? Yisra Daily Ward. She's super Instagram famous and has like a lot similar to Nayira. Ah. It's that kind of like squad of women of color brilliance. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. So. That reminds me. We need to get some poets on here. Romance, you damn self. I like the beat. So that's going to be my, yeah. Raindrop. Drop top. My 31. Romance your damn self. Yeah. I buy myself flowers today, too. I buy myself flowers every week. Not there yet. Close. That's the thing. I always. Yeah. Roses for myself. Uh, I also buy myself four croissants every week, but that's a different thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it's romancing myself. One croissant. At a time. Also considering butter is so expensive right now. Yeah, because there's a butter shortage yes. in Kenya at the moment. Well, actually, it's, I think, a bit better now. But this time last month... Things were getting rough. Was, uh, I remember getting an email from a, a vendor mm. saying, listen, we're raising our prices because there's just no butter in the yeah. country. <laughs> we're like, okay, it's getting real. Butter is life. Bread and butter? So good. I would, anyway, I would go fine. with like pizza's life. There's a lot of things for no, me if, that if are life. If you had to choose between pizza's life or butter's life, where would you go? Well, butter is not a food. Butter on some bread versus pizza. Ooh. Nothing more. That's also a horribly misogynistic song. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. By a woman. <laughs> I know. Um, Equal opportunity misogynism. Exactly. I'm it's being good. sarcastic. That's fine. No, that, that. no, she leaned into that. That was feminism. She's like, you know what? Choices. I'm gonna say the same thing. Um, butter on bread or pizza? I don't like this question. I feel like you're setting me up for failure. I and, am, and I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, just say no. I'm just gonna walk away. That's it. And on that I'm note, walking away. And on that note, how do the from <laughs> how do people find us, Musa? You can find us on Instagram <laughs> and Twitter at <laughs> Africana. All right. On Facebook, uh-huh. it's at Africana Podcast. And on that note, thank you all so much for joining us for another episode. Romance your damn self. Romance your damn self. Turn down and, the lights. Uh, turn down the lights. See y'all soon. All Bye. Right. Bye, guys. <laughs>